Welcome to Lady Blair Sings the Blues. Listen to Lady Blair Sings the Blues. I will restart. Yes. Thank you, Lord Zay. Um, yeah, I was just giving a nice introduction to everybody, and I said that we're back from MAGFest, back from our hiatus. It is a wonderful 2023 season, getting started here on our first episode of the new year. Uh, greetings and salutations. I was giving everybody their flowers and then I just effed it all up. So that's okay. So we're just going to go straight into how our week was going. So Kylie, how's your week? My week is going soggy. Um, <laughs> it's wet. It's wet over here. Not soggy. It's we got We got all the drip. We are almost as dripped out as Lord Zay, Jopium, Bill, all at that. That's being fancy. Drippy. all the drip. Um, but other than like the storm and people losing their minds, uh, this has been like a fantastic week for me. Um, I've just been feeling so inspired from seeing everybody and like carrying that energy forward. Uh, it's the, even though like we're still in the winter, I'm still getting that like new year energy. Things have been um, like going well. And you know when you make those long-term plans and you're like finally like getting towards the end and you're seeing the payoff of like all your hard work that is where i am at um like with the house with all the legal shenanigans so um this week has just been a really big one happy birthday happy birthday Well, soggy Kylie, um, not soggy Kylie. Uh, so, I mean, let the world know how, what's the response like in California now that it's getting all like, you know, flooded. Cause it's been a while since California has been flooded to this extreme, like. Well, so it's, it always boggles my mind and it is a little upsetting uh, when all of the warnings go out you know, they're like, hey, this is a serious storm. We have not seen this type of weather in a long time. Please prepare. There's evacuation warnings. And then so people just take me out don't there. take it seriously at all. They're like, oh, I'm going to take my surfboard out and like try to surf the flooded waters. And then they end up getting washed away. And you're just like, can you, can you not? But also, the, like, the, the thought pattern is just not there. Like, Authorities are really having to tell people, like, hey, the water is brown, it's sewage, like, stop it. Stop it. And there's people whose lives are, like, literally at risk, so we could just use our resources to go rescue those people and not have to rescue extra people just doing dumb stuff. That would be nice. Um, also, like, understanding where you are and how your area will be affected um, should really, like, help mitigate some of the unneeded and unwanted stress like people are going out and panicking they're having like the whole like they remember how things were when COVID first started and people were like snagging toilet paper and like water and vegetables and like everything people are preparing like it's the end of days they're kind of doing that in my area which it's like we're not even an area that's really being flooded or affected in that way so it's just like, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, the privilege shows in these moments of uh, of confusion. I mean, also, like, <laughs> like all of these super fancy, <laughs> super wealthy areas um, that are like so um, keen on keeping people out are now having some of the most difficult times getting help, and we're just like, well, like maybe if you didn't like hoard your wealth and make it impossible for people to actually like be accessible to you, you would be having some of these issues. Maybe don't buy up all the land on a nature reserve in the middle where. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now you gotta worry about the mountain lions eating your ass because your security system is down. Oh, like, but we could domesticate those mountain lions, right? They're just cute little kitties. They just go, no, just little, so. just little massive kitties. No? I, I think they're hungry now. <laughs> they're like, ooh, did somebody open the can of worms? The can of food. It's available? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely at owning one of those uh, mountain lions is not the move, even though people will do it. Um, if you have kids around it, it's definitely, fatality. definitely fatality. Um, <laughs> all right, Paris, how's your, how's your week going? <laughs> it's going good. Um, I am still, for, for those folks that know, sort of still digging out of like, just, I think the new year, which I feel like I'm, you know. I don't know when is the most appropriate day to even stop saying uh, Happy New Year. I think they told me I had until today. So Happy New Year <laughs> to the 15th, because after that, it's no longer the New Year. But I'm like, yeah, so far conversation after the New Year, you kind of have to say it. But I'm, I'm still digging out from like uh, closing 2022 and, um, you know, just trying to uh, move on to the next chapter. Um, oh, and all things, and I've got a list longer than I can even read right now of things that were put on the list for 2022 that got moved to 2023. Or so I'm I'm already behind in everything that I had to do at the top of the list, but that's okay because you know that's got time, and I've got all year um, <laughs> to do it. And uh, it, it, I like to be under pressure, I guess. So just kind of taking a more calm approach this time around just being like all oh, things will get done it got done last well, year maybe what i needed so trying to figure that out and yeah staying trying to focus on um the care part of the you know self-care aside just care overall care of everything that yeah. i'm doing that's been hard enough because you know you say you're going to prioritize it you say you're going to do this you're going to sleep for this amount of time you're going to work out on this amount of days and then it's the 15th and you're like already i am i'm not failing but i already need to pivot i already need to make some changes so i have to get back into my you know workout regimen and sleep regimen and you know just practicing a radical transformation of the things i said i was going to do yeah. So that's that's really I think mostly has been crowding my time and uh, trying to make sure you know for folks that have if you if you do if you are a person I feel like V you're that kind of person who has like list management tools or calendarizing to like send me all of those things because I love all of those or planners um, for those people who are who are you know who have that skill naturally bless you but my neurodivergence uh, ADHD have difficult times sometimes with executive functioning and so I use a lot of lists and calendars
send us some suggestions. So a couple of things I've implemented is um, I have some, oh man, am I, am I muted? No, I'm good. Uh, sorry, I was coughing a couple times. I didn't want people to hear my gremlins coming out of my lungs. Um, <laughs> so what I do is I have um, not a bunch of sticky notes. I have like the one sticky note where I have it like right here in my view and a calendar like above that. So I, I'm making sure I'm staying like aligned with what I need to do and like what the month is looking like. Because sometimes yeah. whenever I'm looking at the screen, I get so overwhelmed with like all the windows. And so uh, basically I have the sticky note will say, these are the key things that you need to accomplish for the day and everything else like is just supplemental. So like Basically, my thing is drink water, make sure you eat at these times, and no coffee after 2 p.m. And these are just some things to kind of help me stay centered. Oh, good. That's good. Um, in the bathroom, I have another note on the mirror that outlines like things that you need to accomplish in the bathroom. Because I sometimes will be like, I don't need to wash my face. I washed my face last night. What am I doing? And I'm like, no, bitch, wash your face. Wash your face. So like, I have like a little list of like things to accomplish for your morning, things to accomplish for your night. So it's like brush your damn teeth, floss, <laughs> uh, you know, shower. And then at nighttime, it's like, wash your face, do all the stuff, wear a mask or whatever the case may be. And I do have like a little frequency in parentheses. So that way I'm not overdoing it with my face or overdoing it with whatever. So because like, if you wash your face too many times, it dries out and then you get all the nasty stuff. And I'm very susceptible yeah. to having breakouts. Like when, since being at MAGFest, I have like a few breakouts right here. And I'm like, meh, that's because I was acting that's, foolish. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the dry, very dry air outside, um, even though it wasn't that cold, but still climate shift wise, we were, we were very dry. So yes. not your skin. It was the uh, exacerbating issues here. So blame it on DC. Blame it on DC. DC was wonderful to me, though. I mean, as I mean, I mean, I only got like that little nugget of DC, so I didn't really get the whole picture of DC. I have another homegirl from a different org I work for who who lives out there, and she's like, "You haven't seen it," and I'm like, "That's fair. That's 100% fair." Um, Magfest was definitely its own little city. Um, so I got a report from Mark saying that your voice is pretty low, Paris. I'm gonna turn oh. up the output just a little bit. Okay. So, I won't adjust my mic. I'll let uh, you adjust the settings. Okay. Say. Yeah. So the settings have been adjusted. Turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up. the volume. And if anybody has any other feedback about sound in the chat, I'm here for it. So thank you. Thank you. Um, my week. How's my week going? Um, well, I'm still a Corona virgin. Blessed be. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I captured, instead of getting COVID, I captured the flu from MAG. So um, here's my announcement to everybody here. If you interacted with me, I did get a little something, something, um, and I'm getting over it. Uh, the Yesterday was the worst part of it. Um, and the days before that, I didn't think there was anything of it. I thought like my sinuses, and this is what happens anytime I travel. Like I go to a place, my sinuses get all fucked up. And it's because it's a new region, a new area. And then when I come back home, everything like tries to like normalize itself. And I'm like, okay, that's just because probably con crud. That's because of, oh, what is that? Hold on. No, thanks. We can talk later. Uh, I get like con crud. And so 
I felt like, oh, it's just my body just like taking all that stuff out. And so I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then um, I still managed to like hang out with some friends like after I came back home. And then yesterday I was like on my bed, like feed me an IV of Pedialyte, please give me all the soup. <laughs> like it was, it was just really, yeah, it was, it was really bad. So um, luckily I'm feeling a lot better. Um, I've been hydrating and taking it easy. I actually, I had to just basically take a lot of naps uh, that day or yesterday. So today I'm feeling a little bit more refreshed, but I am still feeling a little like snuffly. So um, yeah, DJ Plink says that they also had friends that got the mag flu. So I'm glad that the mag flu is a thing. Uh, not glad that it is a thing, but I'm glad that like I'm not the only one. So um, I do also encourage anybody who goes to a big event like that, like um, get COVID tested anyway. I did test three times and it showed up negative all three times. And so that's why I figured like it was the flu um, and not COVID. I'm also still able to taste everything. And like, I'm still able to like, based off of what I've heard from other reports about COVID, like I have the opposite symptoms, except for maybe like the sinus pressure. Um, so yeah, so I'm getting over that and I'm feeling pretty good day by day, just being responsible about how I take care of myself. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing that Grayson's <laughs> chat thing because he's, he knows us, but it's just funny how it's like first time chatter. I'm like, oh my gosh, we love you, Grayson. I mean, no, so that is true. And also like one kind of funny thing about MagFest that was like getting to see everybody like in person for the first time and like solidifying mm -hmm. it. Like, oh, yeah, we, we talked to each other, but hey, first time seeing a person, hi. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh yeah, Kylie, this was your first time. That's right. Like, this is your first time seeing everybody. I've, I've known Grayson for a minute, um, so that's why I'm like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, that's right. All right, speaking right. of Mag, I guess we should start debriefing about Mag. I mean, that sounds great, right, y'all? Yeah, we got our weeks. We, we told the people how we're doing. Yes. We live in, we alive. Uh, well, so Mag, Mag, Mag. Okay, so here's a couple of things that I will like to bring to folks' attention is that um, you have three very contrasting people on this podcast today, which is myself, Kylie, and Praris, who had a different role in MagFest. Um, so it's kind of cool that, like, there's a bit, little bit of diversity of where we're coming in. So, like, Kylie came in as, like, an attendee, first time coming out to a really major big convention. Um, I have, myself, I've been a, been a volunteer for MAGWest for a long time, and I've transitioned as a board member for MAGFest proper. So I've had a little bit more of like responsibility, kind of like understanding the back end things with MAGFest, um, and was part of the planning crew. Um, and then Praris is um, a local, a performer, uh, was on the main stage, um, has a closer relationship with the with the nerdcore uh, women, especially, but the nerdcore rap artists. Um, and so, like, it's kind of cool to have like very three contrasting perspectives when we were debriefing about that. So I just wanted to kind of set that on the table to let folks know, like, we didn't all just go as attendees. Like, we all went as we had different scopes of how we were going into this event. So um, as Kylie, who was new, more newer to the nerd scene and is like 
really soaking up this new convention energy. I just wanted to give Kylie LaFleur first about her initial impressions about MAGFest. Um, as a newbie, it was hilarious all of the things that you don't think to prepare for or that like looking at schedules and wanting to do all of the things, everything, like you just want to do everything um, and you can't, you have to schedule. Um, the other thing that I was kind of gobsmacked, um, like it was my first time obviously at MAGFest, but also like my first time really uh, like in DC and Maryland at all period to begin with. So it was just like a lot of new experiences. I like wasn't prepared for like how just scenic and beautiful the Gaylord is. It's like a lovely space in and of itself. Um, I also didn't really know what to expect. Um, and like I had kind of mentioned before, it's really interesting to finally get to see all these people that you interact with online in person. And I just really wasn't expecting to feel like as embraced immediately as I did. It was like, I got there and I was like, oh, con family. And then you see people and then you're like, oh, do you want to go do this thing together? And you want to go do this thing together? And like seeing everybody's like own individual fandoms and seeing them get like so geeked out about like a particular game or like, oh, I really want to go to this stage to see this performer and be exposed to all of these um, like interests that clearly are intersectional and crossing over um, was really just like a blessing and inspiring too because it's like people are coming out and they're like, I go to Renaissance festivals and things like that. So the, the cosplay was like expected what I wasn't really necessarily expecting was for everybody to come in their drip. Like, even if they weren't cosplaying, just like all of like their backpacks and just like the sweaters and like their pants and like the pins and the plushies, uh, like whatever fandom that they were into, they were clearly representing. And this was like their space to go extra hard about it. Um, people were just like being their most flamboyant selves running around um, like, you get to hear and learn about all these inside jokes that really make you feel like part of the team and part of the crew. Um, so yeah, so that was really um, amazing. And then also just um, learning a little bit about the scenes in which everybody occupies. Cause like V says, we are all coming in with different perspectives, right? And coming in as like an attendee and as a panelist, really getting to see prowess on the main stage. I got to meet prowess for the first time in person. Ah! Oh shit, yeah, that was our first crush oh, ever. Yeah. Our first time ever. First time together like, forever. <laughs> and I just see her just like kill it. I was just like, yeah. I've been listening to prowess on my radio when I drive, but it's a whole nother game to see her in person on the stage, killing it. And I've seen V at other uh, conventions, uh, like doing the V thing, sometimes V always busy, like <laughs> having, like going to tech runs and like having her equipment and having the clipboard and like running things and being like, oh, we gotta do this and this and this uh -huh. and problem shooting. And like finally getting to see her also do that on a larger scale. It's just like, yeah, my friends are badass. Look, look, look at us go, look at them go. And then also just to feel like you're a part of that too and uh, contributing to other people's experiences um, was really great. So that was that was my, my first take. And the room parties. 
<laughs> not the room parties. <laughs> Amazing. No, thank you for that take. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, there's always things to do. There's never a down. There's never, like, a moment to, like, stop. It's like, okay, I'm going to stop. But there's the next thing I have to do in, like, 15 minutes, right? <laughs> and then even if there's nothing planned, I was like, the game room stayed open? I was like, you just go to the arcade, whatever. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we closed for, like, maybe 30 minutes and, or, like, an hour to disinfect. On that one day. On that one day they closed. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm here playing games at, like, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, <laughs> 5 in the morning. Should I sleep? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> did I sleep? No. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. There was no sleep. I, I had... Um, kind of a shitty start when for mag and oh no like a shitty start what do you mean by a shitty start oh please tell the world <laughs> so basically um delta's the devil um we don't ever yeah. use delta here in this podcast um so, <laughs> so what was that legend say that kylie too smart is still freestyling in a room party <laughs> gonna bring that up but yeah <laughs> <laughs> legends say that you can still hear the <laughs> that you can still hear the rappings you can still hear kind of rapping <laughs> in, in the, the <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i kind of had a really shit start um airlines were not airlining um to to quite sum it up when i was flying out uh basically what happened was i went from Portland to Minneapolis to um, to it was a whole mess. So basically, I got stuck in Minneapolis. Um, Minneapolis was enduring a major snowstorm, which is no surprise because this is kind of around the time that uh, Minneapolis has their winter vortex season. And mm -hmm. so I thought like, oh, okay. Like I didn't think initially booking that was going to be an issue because like if you're flying, like airlines should know when to possibly book things you would think but like i know there's like the practicality versus like the people who are just trying to make the money so um basically when i got there there was there was um the snowstorm was like actually dwindling down so it was safe to fly uh but when i got there there was like three flights worth of people who were stuck there from canceled flights prior to my arrival and it was a mess and this is out of mags control so i know that's a little bit of a pivot but um it was just kind of sucky and so by the time my flight came around it was already delayed by like four what felt like four hours um we all of us boarded the plane luckily there was room for us to board the plane because there's a lot of folks who definitely tr definitely transferred their flights to somewhere else because they had that room to do that um but when i sat down and i was like ready to fly out and ready to just like land in bwi they announced on the plane that the pilot timed out and that he is no longer allowed to fly. And oh, I was like, how do you fucking miss? Like, it's 11.30 p.m. at night. How do you guys F this up? And so when I went to go talk to the attendants like at the front gate, I was like, what's the quickest flight for me to get there? Like, I'm, I'm flexible. I can do DCA, I can do BWI. I can maybe even do a flight that will get me there about an hour from my destination. And they said that there's no flights. The soonest flight that would be the seventh, which would have been already like two to two plus days in, 
And I was like, are you guys effing crazy? Like, and I had to like put on like my corporate voice. And I was like, I have a presentation and an event to go to. And the seventh is unacceptable. Like people intentionally book their flights to make the events that they need to make. Like, uh, this is not a vacation for me. This is work. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, comes with uh, work with pleasure. But at the same time, like it was still kind of just like one of those things like, no, I need to get there because on Thursday we had our panel. And um, also I'm working for the event. So like if I don't, basically how the volunteer works at MAG is if I don't satisfy a number of hours, I am not qualified for certain perks when I am volunteering for the event. So like basically my perks dwindle for the next year and I'm like, I can't do that. So anywho, um, like they're like, okay, well we can put you in uh, Philadelphia and that's already a two hour drive from where you're at and I'm like no like and then I'm like and then when will I get there and they're like oh you'll you'll get there at noon and I'm like doing the math in my head I'm like you guys already canceled so many flights I'm not risking it and there was already people there who were stuck there for 24 hours yeah, yeah F this noise <laughs> so I had to book another flight with Southwest which everyone was like Southwest and I'm like yeah Southwest I'm just gonna hop on there luckily the flight was empty so I was like this is what happens when you get bad publicity no one wants to book with you so I got on a flight where there's no one there I got my whole ass seat to myself <laughs> and but the weird thing about that was that um Delta was trying to hold my bags hostage they were like we're not giving you your bags and I'm like you guys are gonna give me my bags like I have my computer equipment and I have my clothes for my presentation. And I also have my instrument checked in with you guys. You guys are going to give me my bags. They're like, well, you're gonna have to drive all the way to BWI for that. And I'm like, no, you guys are going to transfer my bags. Like, I'm done playing games with y'all. Transfer my damn bags. Because if I swear to God, if I was president of the United States, you guys would not be doing this. Like, Exactly. So uh, they they transferred my bags and then then they were like, oh, your bags will get there at 7 a.m. Oh, your bags will get there at 10 a.m. Oh, your bags will get there at noon. And I just like was like, give me my damn bags. Like, stop playing goddamn games with me. Like, yeah. ah! So um, finally I got my bags. And then like once everything came in, it was all like good shit. But um, the panel that we did, which we'll reflect on a little bit later, is that I was in the same clothes for like 48 hours i'm surprised people were willing to hug me because i was feeling fucking crunchy um i was wearing some of kylie's makeup to try to freshen up a little bit and not only that that i was also on my cycle and so when you're on your cycle and you're going through all the stuff of trying to move everywhere like it's already a hindrance to frequent the bathroom and so there was times I had to make a decision where I'm like, am I going to go to the bathroom or am I going to just have to tough this out? And that was just a whole ass mess. So, um, yeah, Delta has granted me a lot of grief. But um, other than that, uh, getting to the convention itself, I felt re-energized, even though a lot of people told me to go to sleep <laughs> and take a nap. <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. your Um I my impressions from the whole thing without taking up too much space and I apologize uh, Kylie and Powers for kind of leading in with that um, I felt that the moment I landed into National Harbor or into DCA that I felt like all of my problems that I was enduring just are just gone like I felt re-energized it almost felt like home a little bit where I was like okay I'm on the ground 
I feel like I can do everything and it was cool and then once I got there what was really awesome is that like everyone was just so fucking nice like how are you doing are you good are you great did you shower like are you like hugs like so good to see you V and this is coming from like like Paris and Kylie to like you folks here in the chat who went to MAGFest to um, even like the staffers they're like oh my god V it's so good to see you and it was a lot of folks who didn't like see me in person yet because this is my first time at a super um and they're like they recognize me because of my hair and they're like v you're here you made it and it was just like big hugs and love and that's also something like the biggest takeaway i will say from the whole weekend out of all the shenanigans that kind of happened with the weekend is that everybody was just willing to have a good time everyone was willing to have like a really positive really like community fulfilling and self-fulfilling weekend where it was like lots of love lots of hugs, lots of comfort. Like it was all of these things that I felt that was like really manifested a good like community. Like, and I don't, haven't gotten that at any other convention I volunteered for. Every time I've always like volunteered for another convention, it's always been like, here's the work you're doing and go, sh go fuck off. Like, you know, but, um, but mad just felt absolutely different. Like it just, it was very magical. I will, quote what Socks has said who also volunteers for MAG that's like MAG Fest is absolutely magical and it's like the best place to be or something like that to that effect and so um I just I was really impressed with like the amount of love that was received um as someone who's a board member there like <clears throat> I wasn't really trying to slang that term too much but I did have a chance to meet up with like old board members for MAG and to talk to them about their experience and how they were like really excited to see how the board will kind of morph the event from like a strategic scale. So like there wasn't a lot of like jadedness from any of the old board members, but more so like they were just excited to see what the new board had in store. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know much about board members, like board members aren't really in like the micromanagey, like smaller details of the event. They really think about like the umbrella like what it looks like to plan this strategically, like how to create a foundation. So then their foundations kind of ripple into like how everything else is built for the org. Um, so like I wasn't there as like somebody who's like, <laughs> I'm looking down at everybody. No, it wasn't even that. It was just like really cool to just be part of that event and feel super welcomed. And also if, if you guys checked out MAG TV, which was a broadcasting station to kind of tell everybody about what the event was happening what how to watch certain things if you were like too like fatigued to be on the floor itself like there was a couple of times there's a few promos i actually designed on that for that mag tv so like things about like mag scouts which was like absolutely accessible for kids so like if there was an event that had a mag scout pin kids can show up to that event without parents having to worry about like strong language or pervy shit you know <laughs> like so um it was really cool to have that accessibility and then uh, the other thing that I really liked was um, Mag TV in general. Like, imagine that you're just like pooped and you're just like, I really want to go see that show, but I don't want to be around a bunch of freaking people. I've already done like ABC things. Like, you could just go back to your hotel room and just check out things on the TV and just like watch the TV. Um, so that way you have a chance to recalibrate but not miss out. Like, I thought that was like such a fantastic fucking feature. So that way, like, there's ways to still stay involved without feeling like you've missed out. Like, I thought that was freaking awesome. 
Um, so that was something that I thought was like absolutely accessible for anybody. Like even if someone like had like even mobility issues, like it, the floor was also like very open. So like the, I didn't feel like anyone was really sardine in until you, maybe there was a popular concert, then that might need some work. But other than that, like it was it was just really cool. Like I could maybe go on for decades about how how wonderful of an experience I had and how much everybody has worked super effing hard to make this event happen with the amount of positivity that was received. So like, I appreciated that. So here you go, Paris. Sorry, I didn't mean to like overrun with like That's 10 true. fucking minutes about my ranting. All of those were important and that, I feel bad that that was the onset, but I also am really thrilled that you made sort of, you know, took the lemons and made lemonade and really dug into the experience regardless of the beginning of of the sort of hospitality uh, experience um which is like you know i i want to write to the airline which for math i really want to um because for those people you know that don't know i have a degree in hospital global hospitality leadership and it is very important to me about the the travel and and the experience overall of, you know, starts long before a person arrives and service is the touch points and, and the, the things that you experience along the way are certainly central to that. So anyway, I want to write on your behalf and see what I <laughs> I'm here to. for it. I'm literally here. Give me my coins back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me some That's credits. And some extra coins that, you know, so we, we're going to do something here after we, we'll talk offline between the two of us. But um, yeah, I, I thought I had an amazing experience at MAG. It's interesting. I thought it was my 10th year. It is my ninth year um, because I think the first one that uh, Kay Murdoch went to would have been 10 years ago, which I confirmed, and he invited me to the next one um, that he uh, was playing at with, with Megaran. And uh, so I feel it's pretty interesting seeing this, this community evolve over close to a decade and MAG being celebrating a big milestone for the 20th anniversary. Um, and just thinking about, you know, how I've seen the the space grow uh, in terms of diversity and in terms of, you know, a new communities that are infused into new experiences that have been infused into the um, sort of the MAG schedule and, um, you know, all of the different content, I think, which for most people, if you didn't get a chance to, I, I did take in a few panels that I really enjoyed. I got a chance to, this is my first time presenting a panel. Um, so, you know, Lady Blurds, uh, that was that was an experience of who was in the room and, and how people engaged. And then um, I got a chance to do a panel with, uh, with the, uh, just the Mag Sisters, I guess we, we don't have a name yet. Not the Mag Sisters. <laughs> I was like, Mark Cooper? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, Mark's going to kill me if I ever. Um, no, the, uh, for that was uh, myself, Shabzilla, Riako, Whitney Harper, um, AKA TIE Fighter, and Twill Distilled, and then uh, Celine, Dam Celine, joined us um, as part of that community of sort of non gents in the VGM space. Yeah. 
Um, and I thought that was pretty cool too, in terms of being able to just share the experiences, right, that we've we've all had. And I thought about the fact that like my orienting, even to cons, you know, when you go to MAG, it's an experience of like, what other, you know, kinds of communities have you been a part of? And I thought most of the people in that room that I had met, um, I met close to 10 years ago, um, or 10 years ago, actually, uh, at Orlando Nerd Fest. Um, and, you know, and through a cipher that we all had, that's how um, I met most of those folks. And at that time, it was only uh, myself, uh, Shabzilla, and Samus that were non-jits, that were um, actually like rapping or doing anything hip hop related. Um, and so anyway, just, just to see the growth of that, right? And see all the growth of the people who were in that cipher was really fun. But um, unfortunately, Samus couldn't make it because that would have been a real cool thing to have the three of us take a photo together to be like, this is 10 years ago. This was us 10 years ago. This is us today. Um, and how much things have changed for all of us. But yes. and Dr. Samus was busy, you know, professoring and um, doing all of the great things that, that she's doing um, at Brown University. But shout out to Samus because she, she was not able to make it. And I definitely, you know, the, the experience anyway of, of watching that Nerdcore Cypher grow, you know, everybody, O-Super was in that Cypher, Rafe was in that Cypher, Samus, Shabzilla, Navid was uh, curated the cipher. Richie Branson was in that cipher. Oh, Super was in that cipher. It, just about everybody that you saw um, was <laughs> on, on stage or around stage or that were in the community were a part of that that cipher. So it's just interesting to see the growth and the the change and evolution even of those people and what they're doing today. So that was all interesting. I did also get a chance to do an esports panel, which is you know something that's really close to my heart, and and not just as um, sort of the esports ecosystem um, in a scholastic way, but also thinking about it as an opportunity for furthering and um, building more equitable opportunities to STEM careers, um, which is something I'm super passionate about in my personal day to day, and my and what I do in my day to day. Uh, I guess when I don't do, uh, when I'm not rapping, <laughs> I'm also making interventions to help, um, you know, STEAM or STEM professionals um, who look like myself um, and, you know, people who are from underrepresented communities access those opportunities. And so that was really great for me to see the people that came and asked such great questions and uh, allowed me to really build, you know, we I have a presentation um, next month uh, with Mark Cooper. Um, shout out to Mark Cooper. That was pretty cool. We booked, a pan we booked an experience off of a panel that we did at BlurredCon that had nothing to do with eSports, actually, but more so to do with, like, anime and nerd culture references and hip-hop. And um, a school here saw, a, a professor at one of the schools here saw us and invited us to come and do uh, a program for their Black History Month. So though the things of like, when people say, which I love, you pointed out, like I've heard people say, you can't bring your kids to MAGFest. And it's like, no, you've got MAG Scouts. And um, I've always brought my kid. This is probably the first year I didn't, um, or last year because of the pandemic mostly. and. Um, he wasn't quite vaccinated last year, so I couldn't bring him. Um, but other than that, I would have brought him this year, but he was just, he's at that age now where it's kind of like, mm, I'll come maybe, but <laughs> I want to be on 
the phone with my friends and play Roblox. And, you know, I want to do like, I'm going to an experience like that, but he's into voice acting. And I, there was a whole entire panel on that, um, which I gained a lot of, of knowledge from. And that was, you know, I guess the point of my discussion around things today is just saying like, bring your, bring your full self because you may get something that is not necessarily something that, you know, informs your per your personal experience, but your professional experience. And you can have takeaways. Like there were things that uh, I learned in that voice acting panel. I was like taking photos and I was trying to make sure, you know, that's what they ability to make of it. Yes, br bring, make it accessible for kids. I mean, I, I like bringing my kid to, to things and, you know, because he is an aspiring voice actor and he likes, you know, um, soundscape, the soundscape design and that kind of thing. And so, you know, those are two things that are very present at um, conventions, um, oftentimes happening behind the scenes that people don't even know, the AV people that are in the room getting a chance to talk to them. But, you know, I just, I just took a lot of experience as a way of like educating myself this time. And I'm, my thing was, I, I was upset because I got like a little exhausted on Friday when I had the most drip, you know, when my drip was 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 real sauce laden, and you needed a, a, a ladle to, to to sip it, I did, I fell out, I passed out that night. Um, <laughs> no shame in the game. When you come to things, you gotta also, via saying it does impact you, the front end of your experience, because I was dehydrated, and for the rest of the weekend, it was just really tough for me. Just like small behavior, small things, of me just not being, uh, you know, and my best physical self. So I was wiped after like Thursday. Um, <laughs> and Thursday was the first day. <laughs> it was the first day and it wiped me like Friday. Not just me, there were so many people like, I think me and V were the only people up in our friend group who were texting because everybody was out on Friday morning until like noon. So everybody, you know, it's the taking care of yourself before you get in there, drinking enough water, having the right, you know, eating good, fresh, healthy food before you come, all of the things that you, you know, you may or may not do. I was overindulging on coffee and stuff beforehand. So, which I'm doing now, but yeah, <laughs> prepare. <laughs> prepare. Now I love what you said that about the food. Like I definitely did some like good snack runs and make made sure. Cause I was just like, oh yeah, I know. Like people are partying here, eat this sandwich. Like, oh, you've been partying, eat this piece of fruit. Like, ah, yes, you need some water, drink it. You said you, you both saved me because at one point I had gotten so dehydrated. I had started to shake like um, my hands. Um, and I had started to have like a, a migraine, but I couldn't really like say anything to anybody. And that, it was just, and it was like, I needed fruit. I needed like real vitamins, like not synthetic protein. I needed like fruit. I needed some potassium and like, and it was just, yeah, having some Gatorade to replenish my electrolytes. I was bad. And, and, and thank goodness for the community. I'm not going to, going to, um, uh, call out Mark Cooper, but I'm going to call out Mark Cooper because he had a health emergency at the event. And it was great that it was like, everybody in that space came to Mark's aid and like, you know, Riako and her husband are like fanning him. And it, it was just, you know, it was good. It was like, um, without, you know, specifying his emergency, but just the fact that things happen like that at MAG all the time. But when you are, that's what's so great about being a part of a community is that you had, you know, Riako and Twill and like their respective spouses, like everybody, you know, trying to help Mark get on, get to equilibrium. And like, 
That's why we roll as a group. That's why we roll as a crew because you're never, there's nobody left behind ever. Yes, I 100% agree about that. Like, it's just one of those things that everybody is out there to look after each other. And that's something mm-hmm. that I really value. Um, also, what's crazy is like, I don't want to outline MAGFest as like, you got to survive and have a camelback. <laughs> but no, it's time gets lost really easily in these spaces so like sometimes you don't realize like oh did i eat oh did i eat like shout out to um navy montel who kept running into me but he's like did you eat today like that was his first question every time he came up to me he's like did you eat today did you did you drink water and i'll go like i think he goes girl you need to go eat like (laughs) for someone who's a you know who was a, a in your same space of like in the con ecosystem who's planning and coordinating it. But yeah, it's very much, did you eat? Did you sleep? You know? <laughs> did you sleep? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I will say I'm proud of folks who did get into like libations and stuff that they were responsible about how much they indulged. I don't think I've encountered anybody who was blacked out. So snaps. Oh, oh, it happened. Um, just not in your room, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> we were responsible and we made sure people had you were curating responsible ecosystem i'm tired uh, there was some there was some some bad trips and some uh some stuff that went down but that's all a part of you know that is a part of mag too and that's part of the con experience too is just that like there is layers of, of that and the fact is at the end of the day still the community right it's like i can have a bad trip i can have something like that and not necessarily burden my friends but at the same time know that there is someone watching there is someone who's able to help and intervene and make sure i'm good yeah which is like that's a unique thing about this community yeah 100 percent. all right uh, i think this is a good time to pivot and talk about um how our baby Take me out I think it's a good time to, to chat about how our panel went. Uh, some things that we liked, some things that we could have done better, um, maybe any reactions from folks in the Twitch channel or here for it. So uh, this is our second time conducting the um, pulling up respectfully panel, uh, which is basically tips and tricks on how to actually like approach people if you're interested in, uh, you know, doing a little something intimate with them or even maybe doing something like get in a relationship or just like just opening the door essentially i think it's just mostly just opening the door um sometimes you may knock and you might be somebody who is just thumping love but maybe it's just somebody who who doesn't know what to do and how to even knock on that door so i think i think it went pretty well there was a couple of things that i like it's something to kind of like to have some feedback about the the wi-fi but me being critical of myself and critical of like the delivery there were some things i really wanted to have like a little bit more solid but the wi-fi completely crashed um in the room so i was like trying to figure out the wi-fi and i'm like kylie just lead just lead would it be a lady blair's panel if something like didn't go wonky with the technology like i feel like that's our thing no no no. i don't want it to be our thing though like ever so like (laughs) let's let's like talk about that like i don't want it to be the thing ever but like the thing is like it sucked that the wi-fi didn't come through so i'm sorry that we didn't get the quirky like little noises and stuff but that didn't really take away from like the meat and potatoes of the actual panel i think 
So, mm-hmm. um, Primus, actually, it was your first time doing a panel with us live. So, what's what yeah. was your impressions? Um, so what I really loved is that, so I didn't get a chance to experience pulling up respect, respectfully um, at uh, MagWest where it was hosted last. And so for me, it was really being able to see how people really uh, presented themselves authentically. And like, there was, a, you know, people were very kind of courageous in being able to, which is an environment that I think has been curated through the panel is is how do I kind of come up and, and be able to read what I said or even share um, sort of these lines that may or may be embarrassing or I know they're not the right thing or maybe I don't understand um, and I, you know, or maybe I have some some qualms that I wanna share that, hey, this is my experience and it was very open, open-ended for people to do that, very welcoming, um, th- no judgment, um, but more so fun exploration of like digging into what, you know, how, how have you experienced pickup lines and really being, even though we didn't have, you know, the full onset of all the material that I know V had pre-prepared, which was, you know, you a lot of folks missed a lot of that stuff. But it was still, to me, it came, it was more so really driven, the content by the audience in that case. Uh, questions that were very honest, you know, um, jokes and, and, and uh, comedic moments and, and that kind of thing that happened. So I really love just the fact that people can feel, felt like they could bring their full self to the panel and share openly. Um, and it was just, it was a lot of, uh, from, from what I saw in the room, just a lot of side conversation. And I mean, there were people who were trying to pick up people and, you know, it's very meta. <laughs> I'm trying to pick up, maybe not, I'm trying to pull up, but it ain't respectfully, or maybe it was, um, you know, there was, there was a, a gentle, a gentle person working, sitting on the other side of the stage. And then I didn't realize who he was until it came up. Cause I told Kylie, I think this person's waiting on you. I didn't realize he was waiting on me because it was a friend that I, I was like, that person was not waiting on me. They was waiting on you. <laughs> I didn't know, but it was, it was a friend from online. You know, you don't know what a person looks like. They, you know, I don't know if he was even sure that I would recognize him. And it's just like, I was supposed to recognize you, but introduce yourself with those things, you know, make, make yourself present um, because I felt bad that I didn't know until, you know, it was over and it was like, oh no, I would have, you know, certainly spoke to you more frequently or I was not, I wasn't in the moment of like ignoring or like dissing people. I was just in the moment of the panel, right? Like we're all kind of in the middle of all of that. So I love the way that it was put together. I love uh, v, the way you structured it around, like, you know, let's get the audience participation, but then also around, like, um, some constructive feedback, <laughs> constructive uh, being on that, uh, on the tip of just saying, like, it doesn't mean that what you said was wrong, but let's unpack what makes it, you know, yeah. how do you, what do you, what are you actually saying, and does this work? has this work for someone and then talk and extracting best practices. And there was someone that missed the entire first part of the panel. Um, and V, you could have been like, no, we're not going back over that. But instead you went right back over the material. Of like, here's what someone may have missed. Other people may have missed this. Let's talk about again, the best practices and stuff that was extracted. So that was, that was my thing is just that that was a really well run uh, panel and I really enjoyed the audience uh, leading kind of the the conversation which is does you know as an audience member you never get to do sometimes you're on panels and you're like I wish I could ask like can you talk about this 
and that was an opportunity. If you did not come, you get the chance to be, you know, to lead the conversation. And, and so, yeah, that, for me, that was, it was just warming. It was uh, great. So quickly, I will shout out uh, Lord Zay, who's in the chat, and also um, Jopium for being absolutely helpful with like leading, like part, like basically yes. being key in helping us do the activity. Cause like the activity in the panel was to create a really quirky uh, pickup line that might be nerd related or not nerd related. And like folks would have to like write it down on the sticky note and then put it on the, um, the little board that we had in the panel room and so they were just absolutely key with like just passing out the sticky notes making sure that people had a chance um and, and, and had a chance or even anybody who was coming in late just to like grab a sticky note and like give it to them and like here's the pen and put everything back so like they were absolutely beautifully clutch chef's kiss to both of you like you guys were super duper helpful um during that time because like we were all we were just trying to get our wits together being like okay we, we're doing this we're going to facilitate some activities. We got it. <laughs> uh, Kylie, what about you? Um, I absolutely, like, I'm gobsmacked. Look, look at us. We're so great. Because, uh, you know, you go to other panels, and some panels, um, it's literally like a presentation, and the interaction is not necessarily um, there as much. And I think what I really loved about our panel, and, like, what I could see a lot of people taking away from it was, there was that, you know, like serious structured aspect, but it also was like a space to have fun. And to hear like how excited people were in the room to see that many people in the room. There were so many panels that I went to where I was like, oh, like this is a really good panel, but there's like not that many people here. So yeah. to walk into like essentially a full room of people um, and like, people come and they go throughout, but like we still had a, like a really substantial number of people at the end who yep. now all have like this collective of inside jokes. And I think what was even like more entertaining or impactful for me was to like leave that panel and still hear the jokes outside around. Like people were using those pickup lines and you could still hear like respectfully, <laughs> like just all throughout the car. <laughs> <was just> like, <laughs> How you feel it respectfully. It was just like, oh, like you were you were there. Like you got it. You got the joke. And then um, just to like really uh, see people let go and be vulnerable in spaces. Um, and then some people who are still like very serious. And I think there's also, uh, Prowse, you kind of touched on this, the, um, the spectrum of neurodivergency that happens at cons, right? <laughs> so you have people who are very literal and who are like wanting literal advice and then you have people who are like oh super sarcastic making the jokes and like having that tet for tat and breaking down the walls between that and actually addressing the fact that hey you know not everybody is going to receive information the way that you intend it and so also being able to say hey like sidebar time like are you like open to this communication like am i delivering this to you in a way that like you're would be interested in and like being able to shift the, those conversations and seeing those conversations happen um was really exciting for me but also i love being on a panel with you guys because we also have like a really fun dynamic when we're talking about our different approaches to relationships we're all three very different individuals when it comes to 
pulling up respectfully. Uh, so like, <laughs> well, no, like really, so I have those different takes. I don't <laughs> pull up respectfully. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> I did not say that. I don't. I <laughs> I'm leaning. <laughs> I don't. I'm leaning all the logistics. <laughs> like a villain. Waiting for me. It's time to go. Let's let. That's all. I'll he pulls up like Steven Universe Garnet. She said, "N O." <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Here. No. Did you shower? No. Was there My a washcloth? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's time for you to go. Like X Y Z. Get it cracking. Um, yeah. yeah. Many winks. So many winks are had. Um, so yeah, it was just really fun. Also, just to see people like kind of surprised. Um, that like we were occupying that space as well. Like as far as diversity goes, um, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I did get to see many of us children of the sun out there meandering, flaunting, doing their thing. Um, but also just to see that that representation was so truly needed. Yes. Um, yes. And like I had people come up to me like and have the conversations of like, oh, like you're easier to talk to than I thought you would be. Or, I mean, we, we, we have all had those conversations of like, oh, like you're not scary. And I was like, no, <laughs> like I'm not scary, <laughs> but also maybe like, don't assume that everybody is scary just because they're in a larger body or just because they have melanin in their skin or their curl, like their curls are popping, you know? Um, so it's like I did have a few of those moments of people also like just looking at us and being like wow like y'all exist and you're here and you like the same what do you mean wait what do you mean by that just so I I have clarification yeah no I mean I they're literally people being like we've never seen this before oh okay okay three like big beautiful brown women talking openly about relationships talking openly about um gaming top talking openly about like what they're nerdy about and just existing cohesively together yeah, yeah. um and, you know and like there's a lot of like misconceptions around like women sharing space together um and being like oh like you guys get along or like yeah like in real life like, sorry we're yeah. not housewives of atlanta sorry we're not the uh charm school <laughs> we're not gonna that's not who we are respectful real housewives of four yeah. is a thing and shall be coming to a screen near you so <laughs> stop. Yeah. True story. stop so like i feel just in general magfest was a time for the ladies like we really represented so yes i agree i agree and to and to tack on to that, like, yeah, I just really appreciate that we are, like, normalizing ourselves in this space. Like, that's that's a big thing. Because, like, yeah, like, we're plus-size women. We're, ner- we're women who are just into the video games. We're musicians. Uh, we're artists. And also that we are trying to normalize the healthy streams of just being sexual, just sexual beings. Because, like... I'm not gonna lie, I can't speak for all nerds, but I know a lot of us grew up, grew up being super repressed because like we were not accepted by the peers around us. And so now that we're adults and we're in the space where everyone's like, I was repressed too. It's like, okay, let's try to channel that energy a bit. Let's uh, bring it down. <laughs> let's bring it down and dissect it a little bit so that way we're not being too freaking creepy. But it's always fun to have like really uh, cringy pickup lines because we all understand the jokes. And we're like, okay, that was corny as hell, but I am laughing, so let's talk. 
a conversation. Let's have yeah. a conversation. So I, I never even needed to say, I, you know, I'm hello, nice to meet you. I'm boneless. <laughs> you know. <laughs> con everywhere all the time Man, you guys are putting yes. you guys are putting that. in the work okay so yeah we'll do we'll do it again at mag west and maybe uh oh shit i'm wiping my eyes while i have makeup on them uh we should <laughs> she really pinned it <laughs> yes woman of her word don't don't don't, don't you dare <laughs> okay uh-huh. All right, I, I'm gathering myself. So yeah, let's try this again at MagWest. Um, we need to figure out like in a separate conversation, like what conventions are we gonna flock? Cause, cause it can't. We as much as I love the Mag Suite of things, uh, we could we could we could expand. So uh, we'll be we'll be uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? We'll figure that out. So uh, moving along, let's talk about. Uh, unless was there anything else, ladies, that we wanted to like sugarcoat that with? <laughs> no. No. Right. I, was like, I think we all had our pulling up respectfully talk tip topped. <laughs> okay. Um so let's talk about um maybe thinking about the top three things that we attended at the panel and kind of fangirling about it a little bit. Um so <clears throat> I can start with um let's see. So I'll talk about the Gwabs panel, which I've attended before. And um, so the Gwabs panel is a panel led by Robbie Benson, who is part of the Super Soul Bros. And oh, um, I thought you said the WAP panel. I was like, oh, <laughs> what? That was our panel. That was our oh, panel. That, that was us. I was like, what? Wait a second. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Proceed. I I totally went over my head. I had to. You did. <laughs> I had a pregnant pause there. Like, it's okay. Oh, I'm just gonna. Wow. I it's, the WAP panel is good. Uh, all right, uh, the Gwabs panel <laughs> is um it's a panel led by Robbie Benson. His screen name is Gwabs, and basically it's just a shit show panel of him giving out prizes. Whether the prizes are meaningful to the receiver, he just gives out prizes. And there's just lots of things going on. And it always features, like, anybody who in the, like, Tiggs was there. Uh, Tiggs sang the national anthem. Uh, and it was terrible. <laughs> Not saying that Tiggs, Tiggs is a wonderful vocalist, but the whole delivery of the national anthem at, like, 2 a.m. at night was terrible. Uh, so... <laughs> 
So it was one of those things that it was just like it was there for the chaos. I did it at MagWest and it got was good, but like for for MagFest, I actually ended up sneaking out, and everyone was like, "Where the fuck did she go?" And I'm like, "It's the magic of Mag. It's just what happens." And so that panel was unhinged as always. Um, if you ever know about Robbie Benson from Super Soul Bros, he's the lead man for that. Please go to his panels to understand what I'm talking about. I'm tired of trying to explain this man, and everyone's like, "What do you mean there's cereal?" I'm like, "Just show up to the panel. Just go. Like you'll." understand why so it was the most unhinged thing like at some point i was passing out bingo cards that were ripped in half and taped together and giving them to people saying that these are legit bingo cards (laughs) and like here's bingo and i don't even know if anybody won bingo did i I see brandon in the chat brandon please let me know if someone won bingo because i don't even know like (laughs) um So that panel, I think, was 10 out of 10, well-delivered. And apparently it was supposed to be two hours, which I thought it was for one hour, and it went for three hours. So that's how out-of-pocket that panel was. Um, The other... (laughs) There were repeat cards, too. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. The second panel I'll bring up is Mag Hell, um, which I co... Uh, paneled with Lord Zay who is here in the chat so again Zay and I are now best friends like after that panel after us hanging out the whole weekend we are best friends now we're besties uh, <laughs> we're best- welcome to Lady Blair <laughs> um Mad Hell was incredible and I will address this at the forefront of me rambling about this is that I know that there was a lot of people freaking nervous about participating in that panel when we handpicked them to participate they were just like what does this mean? What do you mean you're going through my Twitter history? And like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. It's going to be a fun time. And everyone's like, sure, Jan. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go again. it was basically that. So um, luckily from what all the anxieties were about the panel beforehand, um, like it was all like not relieved. I would say relieved, like, when the panel started to like go because like there was people rolling on the floor laughing so oh and to kind of explain what the panel was about we basically went through tweet history and found a bunch of spicy tweets about each nerdcore artist that we invited or any artist that we invited to be the person to defend their tweet and so um you we were going through like history like people were posting stuff in like 2014 um 2009 and like folks had to like come up and explain why they tweeted the thing and like you know when people come up and say like I have nothing to defend that's fine but we need something a little bit more fruitful than that so um, it was just really cool to see that everyone was really having a good time and really over explaining themselves and like folks were fucking laughing it was it was, I like to see the joy that came out of that panel and then same thing with like Brandon who's also on this um who was was also in the chat like he doesn't really have any spicy tweets because he doesn't really tweet so like what I did instead is I had him do a uh, Rubik's Cube challenge where there was one Rubik's Cube that was touch sensitive that it changed colors if you touched it there was a regular Rubik's Cube with a message on it and there was a Rubik's Cube that was like drenched in oil so at least it gave a little bit of like random chaos to it not as to the extent of Robbie's panel, but it gave enough flair where people were like, why is that Rubik's Cube oily? What is going on? <laughs> um, so... Also, 
want to tell the people what the message was that like got the whole room you got all of us i love how okay grace she's not on this uh, in the chat but grace from vivigo brandon handed it to her and she looked at it she goes no and like what (laughs) the remix came away from her like it was like poisonous (laughs) and basically what the Rubik's Cube said, it was like, you lost the game. And that's when everyone's like, no, no, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) So, um, it was cool. Like when we just kind of had all these things. And then also, oh my, was the chosen, um, honored man of the panel because like we did trivia of like which celebrity tweeted what, but it ended up all the answers were oh my. And, uh, that was really good because, uh, everyone again was just fucking done they were like this is great so i love seeing happiness in the room even though the panel is called mac hell a couple of shout outs i will say is that i do again i love lord zay like us just doing the thing like we this panel was planned over a tweet like months ago months prior to this and so like we both got together and planned the panel and really did our research to like get everything together And there were even some things that we wanted to do that didn't happen, which is fine because that means it will just add more flavor as we do this again at different events. Um, I'll shout out Finny from VVGo for helping me with a little bit of the tech. I was kind of having a little bit of anxiety with the tech stuff because of the the prior panel was not was not doing the thing with the with the internets. And so uh, luckily Finney stepped in and I trust Finney. Like Finney came in, he's like, hey V, let me help. And, I, and I'm like super grateful for him just stepping in and being super helpful. Um, I will also shout out um, all the, the participants that we picked to do it. And also the participants who were just like, what is all these inside jokes? Like, so everyone had a chance to like be well-rounded with like participating. And then I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but like, if I am, please let me know because I d- hate to leave somebody out. But like, it was just overall really good, and we're planning on doing it again, hopefully for Mag West. So that oh, Ian Cowell is the last person. So Ian Cowell is Chaos Guitar Man, a uh, wonderful musician. Uh, he actually was at the Jam Space for Mag, Mag West, um, <clears throat> Mag West, and like he was planning on going to Mag Fest, but he was unable to make it because of a work conflict. But I did reach out to him and ask him, like, hey, can you create a, an intro video for Mag Hell? And it was last minute. And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. And so he was the one who created the intro video for Mag Hell. And it was very cringy, beautifully done. And I was just like, I love this man in the bottom of my heart. I, I haven't even met him in person yet, but I'm just like, I love this man forever. So like he he created the intro video, which was absolutely raunchy. And luckily I didn't put a Mag Scout stamp on it saying that it was okay for kids to attend because that would have been out of pocket. No, <laughs> all the way out of pocket. <laughs> but yeah, it was... It was good. So I will say that was a win for us. And oh, yeah. And shout out to Zay for getting the Taco Bell um, spicy, spicy packets, uh, spicy hot sauce. Yes. Hot sauce. Yes. The, hot sauce. the help sauce. Okay. My rambling is done. Uh, <laughs> Kylie. Hi. Uh, so I had a really difficult time picking panels at versus like stage because I love music I love dancing that is my thing and so many of like the people that I connected with are in nerd space and um, had o- time to occupy jam spaces and uh, different stages and things like that so um, I 
I did get to pick and choose a few. Um, I definitely loved, loved, loved the diverse STEM career pathways for esports and gaming um, that Prowess and Mark Cooper did because it really showed um, like the back end of, of things and also like such a beautiful way to showcase um, like the marriage between like your passions and careers, which for so long I feel like um, it's been the argument against people like in nerd spaces of like, oh, like this is just a game, like it's not a, a true valid career path. Um, and then it was like really getting into the time and dedication uh, for like what it means for somebody to actually be in the esports and the elevation that has happened over the years and like the the wealth of knowledge that was in that room between um the two of those panelists right knowing the career paths and trajectories of people being able to be like oh yeah no 20 years ago they were at this company now they're doing this thing with this company and oh yes like their 20 years of gaming and nerddom didn't really come into clutch until this point in time where now all of a sudden they're getting to utilize all of their life experience and create uh, a space for a new generation um, and talk about what it's like to move that forward. Um, and also uh, just to see a different context for these individuals, at least for me, because like I'm used to seeing Mark Cooper, you know, in the musical context on stage, right? So to hear him talk about the esports and to hear him talk about um, more of the back end of things was really uh, a fascinating experience for me and also there was press in that room and it was the first panel I had gone to so it was like my first uh, experience in seeing how press was reacting to, to panelists and how uh, the audience participation was um, for those panels was really neat uh, and then after that one I would say I did get to go see Navy so I got to see Navy and uh, he was doing a panel with um, uh, the head of BlurredCon and it was a Dungeons and Dragons from tabletop to screen panel yeah um, yeah talking about also like the generational differences uh and the familial ties of what it means to like raise your kids up in a, a fandom like that and what it means to see things on television and they talked a, a little bit about like black adam and uh like what what they had to go through as kids they're like you know back in the 80s we were crawling through tunnels to get to this festival and kids nowadays so like it was just funny just to hear that talk as well and being like yeah yeah <laughs> the elders are speaking <laughs> um, but then also seeing like uh what their relationship was uh to to reach out and really foster that generational link was a really interesting panel um, to attend. And then I think after, of course, our panels, because I'm biased, our panels are gonna be my favorite panels. Um, really seeing the uh, the panel for all the gentlest, all the gentlest panels, the road less traveled, uh, a discussion by women in the VGM space. That yeah. panel to me was iconic. Like I said, this MAGFest was my first MAGFest. So for me, to be able to walk into a space and see all of this representation um, as, you know, a, a woman of color and also just, you know, a, a non-man in, in a space that's primarily dominated by the men folk and to hear people talk about what it was like to have to carve out these spaces, um, to hear non-binary people, to hear trans women 
talking about what it was like um, to exist in these spaces when they felt like they were the only one. And to have a whole panel of individuals be able to look at each other and be like, oh, I, I, it's good to see you because I literally didn't see anyone. Um, and then to hear about all of the other influencers, the people that had come before and have those names spoken in that space. And then to get, go out and meet them later in rooms and be like, I heard about you, You're, you were brought up in this space and to see the impact that it had. Um, because literally it's like, you know, for me, first one, for you guys, 10 years. So, you know, to, to talk to somebody who's maybe doing this for 10 years and let them know, like, yeah, no, your name is cemented in the, the history and the halls of this space. Um, and to see that, like, really um, be able to impact someone uh, was huge. Kylie, who was on that panel? Um, so, everyone. <laughs> I was like, we had um, Ryako, Twilled, Prowess, Damseline, Shubzina, uh, Shubzina, Shubzilla, um, and I don't want to mess Whitney. up their name. Serena? Whitney. Whitney Harper. Whitney Harper. Um, like, who else? I think that was it. That's, that yep. still seems like a lot. I'm like, am I missing anyone? Paris, nope. Did you get Prowess's name in there? Yeah, I got Prowess oh, okay. in there. Um, and then they have like so many honorable mentions of people that like they would have liked to include on the panel, but also it was full. Like you couldn't, you couldn't fit any more people on there. Um, so that was incredible. Like so glad I got to see that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Ding. Yeah. It's really important. I feel, and I didn't really do, um, any hyper advocacy, like panels this year uh, or this event like I did I think the closest thing was pulling up respectfully but I I'm always happy to see and like like I'm relieved to see um, when there's a group of folks who need to lead a panel on talking about their experiences as somebody who's marginalized like it's really important to have those panels in those spaces like I felt for the longest time that I was the one who was always advocating to have these panels and to actually put on those panels um, and I was always happy to be a part of those panels if someone were to invite me. So like, you know, rest in peace, Kian Roberson, who would put on those panels for like Mag West, uh, Sack Anime and Fanime. Um, but like when he passed, I felt like I was always having to kind of pull teeth to make sure that those panels were to happen. And so it was relieving when I went to MAGFest that Shubs was the one who carried the torch for making sure a panel like that happened to ta have folks have an equal space of talking about their experiences. And I thought it was, and I thought Shubs' panel was well, was well put together with making sure that there's questions ready, um, you know, making sure that they are um, ready to just talk about the things and talk about the questions that are often addressed the most, but also getting an interpretation to say what it actually is. So it was, I, I shout out to Shubs for that because like I'm, we and her have been on panels like that together and to see the transition that she was starting to lead those panels is just like clutch and i'm not saying that was her first time doing that i don't know that but i was like really happy to be like oh thank god someone's bringing something like this up and like it was well 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 put together so snaps to I that i mean not only like well well put together but hot off the main stage performance like 
we we need to take a second to talk about the representation that was happening on main stage. Yeah, I was gonna uh, try to save that for prowess because she was the one that was. Yeah, on the stage. I was like, well, I was gonna be like prowess. That that was your space, mama. <laughs> yeah. You wanna talk about how that felt? Because it felt incredible, yeah. just like being in the audience. It, it felt incredible being a part of. Uh, first of all, I say shout out to Riako, um, who was uh, the the main stage. Uh, act for Thursday, um, which is notoriously a difficult spot. Grayson knows how difficult that spot is. It's always a nerdcore artist that fills that Thursday 4 p.m. slot. Um, and so it's it's tough to, to um, actually sort of really highlight great, um, no matter how great of an artist you are, but for you know her using that time to really put a spotlight on on sisterhood. Uh, the beginning of, I wanna say it may have been now, probably a couple years ago, um, Twill thought about an idea to come up with like all the women who were, you know, sort of musically involved. This came out of uh, the VPC, just kind of challenges that had happened in the VPC, especially being, you know, I, I think it's always hard for underrepresented uh, people in the VPC, which is a, the Nerdcore uh, vocalist and producer competition that happens kind of almost annually. The creator of that is in here, uh, Klopp. Shout out to Klopp for, um, which for people who don't know is the original um, curator of, of the VPC. And it sort of has shifted in, and changed uh, ownership um, or curating, I guess you would say, um, now is, is done through the uh, Nerdcore hip-hop uh, Facebook group um, and so the it's really interesting to see that grow but out of that right kind of came wait are we frozen or is it just me no we're good we're good okay um, but out of that it, it's really awesome to see someone like uh, Riako who was a VPC winner with with uh, with Dash um, in 2020 I believe or 2021 yeah. I forget what year it was um, but now being able to headline the main stage um, on Thursday, in that Thursday Nerdcore slot, like I said, was really notoriously hard. And then bringing, it really took all of the women in that space to make it happen. So Whitney, while she wasn't on stage, was responsible for curating that moment, right? The sort of twill being able to say, let's bring, coalesce all of these voices together in a group chat because we're all experiencing things on a daily basis that, you know, it's just, it's sometimes it's us holding each other up um, from a bad week at work where we all have had some situation that is related to, right, just being a woman in a space that, um, where you may be marginalized and trying to find ways to uplift each other. But having that moment with four women, five women on stage, I, I don't even know historically if it is the first time, but it's the first time at least in nine years that I've been going to MAGFest that it has ever happened. It may have been the first time it's happened on any stage across any genre um, in, in nerdcore, at least. Um, any con where you've got that many women on stage um, performing um, all at one time, which is just was a, you know, I, I cried several times throughout that that weekend. Um, that, that was a moment, Shubs being on stage um, with uh, the MPC Collective because Samus was not able to make it, was the only woman that was 
performing as part of the NPC collective. Um, and, you know, just there was a moment before she went on where she just really needed uh, community support from, and we just all, and, and we were in that moment, just all like surrounded her. And it was the biggest group hug. And I cried, all of the women cried because I recognized her and like, I had never had that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I don't think that it would have happened if it had not been for right everybody pushing for that. And so Ryako just taking the time to be like, we're going to get this moment. We're going to do this song. We're going to make it happen. And I was just really, you know, it was it felt great to be a part of it, but even just to witness it because it is it is a precipice I think where the the community is changing, um, and that there's a lot more you know, non-gens who are entering this space um, and, and non, you know, cisgender men, I'll say, who are entering this space. And I'm, I'm just really thrilled, you know, to see people like, it was really great to see when, when some Dan Celine performed last year, but this year with Ryako on stage too, it was just like all of, all of the, the folks I love that really deserve the shine and deserve to be taken seriously. Um, so it was very interesting. Ryako, yes, came and, and definitely demonstrated the, the uh, anatomy and physiology lesson for, for all um, on reproductive health. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Again, for like, people don't recognize that like, it's sometimes a bad word. And it's like, why should, should it be a bad word? Why is this something that, you know, people were like, that was a little taboo or risque at 4 p.m. No, it wasn't, because this is a part of anatomy and physiology. It's no different than talking about uh, mitochondria and, you know, the Golgi body, <laughs> of Golgi apparatus. You got to know the parts of the body and parts of the cell and parts of the everything, the cranial nerves. Why do you not know the parts of the, the, the vagina? So, yeah. Um, oh, and, and Shubs is in here. Hey, Shubs. Yeah. Um, so but it's I, a heavy flow day for these flowers. Yes, yeah. uh, all the, the heavy flow day flowers. Yes, shooting tampons out in the audience of where Ryako had those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and yeah. me, that's a shoe part of that, like, it was great. I, so, I did try to shoot some at people in the audience specifically that I knew was like cisgender men. Here, take a tampon. <laughs> the, the ones that I knew anyway. But I, the shoves, which missed her flowers, but it was just like a lot of the ushering in. I mean, there was there was a time when shoves was the only person. And I think, you know, the fact that one thing that I will say is holding space for other people to come in. And part of that is in the community, I mean, overall, and um, in, in the nerd space, it's just like you, you it does take people to, that practice sort of radical, courageous, you know, sort of behavior to just be able to say, look, I'm holding the door open for more of my, my sisters to come through this door. Um, and she took it off the hinges and allowed all of us to walk through it. And that was, you know, that was definitely um, Stubbs doing, that we were all in that room, that we were all in that space. So very much behind the scenes, right? Kind of like the work that she's been doing for 10 years or more to diversify the space is now it's happening. Um, and it really takes all, all of us to then say, we have to rip the door. We have to keep that door off the hinges because right behind it, they keep trying to put it back on that hinge. They keep trying to close it. Um, they keep trying to 
to, to minimize and marginalize and subjugate no matter how much is kicked open, right? So there's still the fact that there's, you know, an audience that's like, I don't want to see that. I don't care about these these women. I don't care about, you know. And that's these, the, and that's why these panels are so effing important, right? Like the panel conversations, yeah. the performances itself, the, like just shove it in the face, right? You gotta shove it in the face because they're always gonna try to close the door, be like, what what is that all about? Why was that all needed? I, why ain't that serious? Exactly. It is all that serious. Like, calm the fuck down and let people have their space to express themselves because of historical, systematic things that have been going on in the first place. Exactly. And that that is all the things that are illuminated where it's like, you have to tell the story of like, here's the challenges that we've dealt with so people understand and then, you know, understand what like the great things that have happened as well that have transpired where I thought, Shubs during the panel asked sort of where has this taken you and what you find is that it's not just music it's not just you know being in the VGM space that there's all kinds of professional and personal achievements that have come out of this space um you know and being a a mother which I think is even even difficult even more difficult because people don't understand yes. the need of like you have to leave your kid you have to you know being a working mother um, and the amount of you have to have, you know, there's a there's a rooting and this kind of orienting for a child that like, you know, my my son has had to be in the booth with me while I'm rapping. My son has had to be on stage with me at Brooklyn Wildlife Festival one time because I couldn't leave him and he had to come into, uh, you know, on stage and perform and those types of things like it happens. But dudes don't have to deal with that. You know, they got the, the woman takes care of the kid and that's just what it is. And it's unfair a lot of the times, but um, when you're a mother, it's a different type of responsibility. You know, I don't have anybody to leave my kid with. I'm a single mother, a single parent. And I my, my child understands the space a lot different than other people. And as, as in this, you know, he's an emerging nerd. Um, but it's totally different when you're a parent, you know. I, Grace and I've seen had to perform with, you know, his twins on his, <laughs> his shoulder. Um, you know, it's yes. like, people don't know what that's like, but yeah, that's that's the life of like what it is being a parent, and that's a very different experience than what it's like just being a singular artist, like or you know, not having to worry about that extra responsibility um, of you know, I have to have this work because I have to feed my kid, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And this is a whole, I would actually love to take this, what you're talking about right here, and maybe bring it for like a larger conversation because it's absolutely true. It's like being a parent <laughs> in this space, what are your options? Um, luckily, like I, I mentioned before, like Mag Scouts has been one of those things that has been slowly integrating that. Like a lot of us nerds, we're all parents now. Um, or most of, or not all of us are parents. I'm not a parent. What am I talking about? But what I'm trying to say is it's like, where's the accessibility? Like we have to address the accessibility and there's very few conventions that provide that. Um, and so I think it's yeah. always good to br keep bringing this up because it's true. Like I remember seeing something at Fanime, which made me a little upset that like some of the parents were like hiding in like a corner of a stage because they couldn't have any other safe space to just hang out where like, it wasn't overstimulating. And I was like, that made me a little sad because like now we're at the age where like people are creating families, um, whether intentional or not, like it's just like one of those things like, okay, let's make space for those folks, but it's hard. It's It's been hard because the convention, people who've been planning haven't been prioritizing that. So I'd love to bring this for uh, yeah, another episode. 
that's a major point i'm like even just raising kids in the context of like today's music because you know my son's favorite artist i curate that experience but people like shubzilla and bill beats people like mark cooper people like mega ran mc lars you know well mc lars used to be my son's favorite uh, artist of all time and then mega ran just kind of took that spot recently um so shout out but though that that is so important because it's songs that they identify with right it's songs that kid but it makes me feel really good to know as a parent like that yeah i don't censor my kid my, my you can listen to run the jewels and yes you can listen to shamzilla say woe to the hoe and you can say it because you know what there's moments where you might need to and you need to understand have discernment and have you know have that be open i was listening to ice cube younger than you know he was or tupac or tons of people who were saying things that weren't um always the most polished language right maybe it was expletives but i was getting learnings that i didn't even recognize at the time there were so much more layered than that so yeah yes 100 percent. so uh to wrap a little bit not wrap but to wrap up a little bit on that note um we do need to start coming to a close uh, before we do that, though, I want to make sure that we do our Big Move Monday uh, for the folks who are going to be performing in a couple of weekends, if I have that correct, right? We're going we're to, there's going to be some performances in a couple weekends. Is that right, ladies? Yes. 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 All right. So let's go ahead and shout out the fam. Uh, Super Bit Fest is happening. So I feel like Super Bit Fest is going to be like the after party to MAG because a lot of us at MAG <laughs> are doing this. So, um, of course, we have uh, Megaran there. Uh, Creative Mind Frame is going to be there. Kadesh, Ilkat, um, Shubzilla, and Bill Beats. Um, you know, all of the folks that we we adore, love. Oh, and DJ Rockman's going to be there? Hell yeah. yeah. Let's go. And, and Gross Angel's going to be there who wasn't there at MAG Fest, but one of my favorite folks and uh yeah if you have an experience gross angel performing it's a whole experience it's a, all of the all of the fans will be there yeah i love to see that it's just like tours on tours on tours it's basically like you create your own little tour by just like hopping the different conventions i love that <laughs> and the world is opening up again so things are getting a little bit safer every day so it's really refreshing to see that events are happening again so shout out to the crew who's doing this um i know you guys just like are gonna blink and just be in texas but uh it, i'm sure it's gonna be a really good time oh thanks lord zay i appreciate that <laughs> uh when fun quick fun story i got confused between Lord Zay and Gross Angel a lot. So like when I finally met Zay in person, I'm like, I used to get you mixed up with the wrong artist. <laughs> All right. But yeah, shout out to y'all. You guys are going to be collective um, in our um, Big Move Monday this Monday. So like, we will post this and make sure that folks are in the know and keep the party going. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. Do we have anything else coming up, ladies? Kylie, do you have anything coming up? Um, I was like, no, not really. Um, you know, February is going to be coming around. People are going to be doing all the love tunes and things. So just uh, being mindful about date nights and things like that, expressing what is meaningful to you, to your partner, uh, so you don't have those mishaps of like expectations versus reality. Date nights. My partner get date nights right. Oh my god! I, 
and gift giving like gift giving can be weird we did a whole uh talk about like what it means to actually you know gift something that's meaningful to your partner and like we have different love languages so just you know being mindful of all that or if you're just not about it like don't don't feel the pressure don't be about it it's cool respectfully if my partner is watching this on the VOD later, because I know they will watch it later on the VOD, because they always do. When you watch it, listen to what Kylie said twice. <laughs> they only watch it on the VOD, but um, listen and listen, because that's just so important. Gift giving, I have said, you know, listen, Shubzilla and I talk about this, but also expressing your love language to your partner in minor affirmations and touch. But, you know, having that, be transparent. So I like that, Kylie, that you put the emphasis on just on yourself too, to say like, you gotta express those things. Because Valentine's Day is coming up or, you know, steak and a BJ day or whatever you celebrate. Um, <laughs> steak and a BJ, did you say that correctly? Yeah, yes, steak and a BJ day is a thing the day after uh, Valentine's Day. Sorry, go on. But those things that whatever you choose, you know, if you you celebrate that every day, but then use this as an opportunity to truly be like, that's next coming. So yeah, get into your your partner and date nights are important because it's a part of self-care of the relationship. So yeah. That's right. Get in me in these. Um, sorry, I'm inappropriate. Respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully, <laughs> I am studying for the LSAT right now. I was I was supposed to study before, but I missed the registration deadline for uh, the February test, so I registered for the April test. So I'm studying for the LSAT. We'll see what happens. But I'm like, will I become a consigliere to the mob? Because you know, I don't know what what, yeah. what the next step for me will be. But I, it has been calling me for my whole entire life. So I'm like. I'm going to see what happens and throw my hat in the ring for law school pending my LSAT score. Yes, I love it. You're doing LSATs. I'm doing MBLEX. You just got a new bracket. Explain to me what that is. Uh, so MBLEX would be uh, the test that people that are kind of like paramedical fields mm -hmm. will take. So it's like, yes, you prove that you do indeed have all of the medical knowledge, anatomical knowledge, that you can speak the language to be able to converse with doctors, physical therapists, chiropractors, um, to be able to, because we are not allowed to diagnose. So it really shows that you understand the scope of practice and that you are able to suggest, um, you know, and understand when you should refer to specific uh, specialists in your field. Taking the MBLEX also allows you to uh, travel and um, practice your, uh, or at least for me in the area of massage, practice uh, in all states here in the United States. And I can actually even take that internationally. Um, so it's just another level of certification and qualification that like, kind of puts a little more weight behind um, the professionalism and it's another checks and balance for people in the field to know that, um, you know, because just like in every field, there are steps, you know, you're, you're, you're 
basic massage license, you know, you know, the person who has that may have only taken 500 hours, whereas somebody who has gone through the whole steps of, you know, doing an advanced program, getting your MLEX, that's like 2,000 plus hours. So it just um, allows you to work a little differently. Um, and it allows you to, you know, get paid differently as well and um, like accept insurance and things like that. And uh, just puts you on a different playing field um, in terms of throwing your hat in the ring, uh, right? And uh, nice. the freedoms that you get to have, so. I love it. And yeah. you're gonna nail it. Yeah, we'll have a celebration party. Huzzah! <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. I love to hear this. I love hearing our ladies getting certified. Um, I'm trying to get certified at, in HR at some point, but that's very tentative at this moment. Um, so yes. for me, I just bought a new uh, bass trumpet. Uh, so a lot of my work in the next few months is gonna be getting pretty fluent on the valves system. Um, so right now I'm just kind of doing a lot of practicing. I'm gonna shout out to Amber Love who recently got me in on this Facebook group called Tr a Trombone Etude a Week. So um, I'm gonna be hopefully maybe posting a little bit there, maybe, or just taking some ideas to kind of keep up with the rest of the trombone universe uh, with just learning bass trumpets. So yes, I'm excited. And, and I heard that there's um, some Norse mythology maybe behind Oh this. yes, yes. So um, a little bit of history. All the instruments that I have, I've named them after a, um, a Norse or a uh, Roman god, and so or a fictional Roman god. So my bass trombone's name is Kratos. My tenor trombone's name is Athena, and then my bass trumpet is Angraboda, in dedication to the God of War series. So let's go, nerd, nerd, just a little bit. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, and also I'm kind of excited about it because like, I'm not gonna lie, traveling with a bass trombone, especially for things that I'm just jamming in um, is a lot. And so I'd rather, if, it, if I know if I'm going to something that I'm just gonna be jamming to and I don't necessarily need my bass trombone, I could just bring the bass trumpet with me. So it's a little bit easeability yeah. of travel. Oh, this is awesome, V. And, and shout out to the you being a part of the um, the MAGFest Orchestra. I don't know if it was the first time, but it certainly oh, yeah. was the jam clinic was used in that way. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, both both uh, Brandon and I, Brandon who's in the chat as uh, Ranta, uh, we both did that and that was incredible. So um, it's going to be cool. Oh no, Shebs, we're not going to be at Super Bit Fest. I'm sorry. Though it's tempting to fly over because I saw those tickets and I was like, hmm. I know. Hmm. San Antonio. It's like, right. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump, right? Like, and it's just the weekend and you could just fly home and on I Sunday. I know. I know. I wish I was there because I'm like, that is going to be <laughs> a fucking awesome show. Um, it's just, yeah, it was, it's just the end of the month for me because I'm like, oh no, that next week we have uh, Mark comes here for that panel. And it's my dad's birthday week, so, and Super Bowl weekend, which is, you know, Rihanna weekend. I don't know how you're trying to do that. Not but... Rihanna weekend. <laughs> Rihanna weekend. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think we had a pretty successful episode today. And we'll see you guys next time. Oh, I did in the chat. I did in the chat. Cops water.